The authority of the believer. Uh, I guess my first question is, how many of you think God is in control? Amen. Amen. Okay. Amen. Okay. Now, take that a step further and somebody dare tell me how he is in control. I'm not disputing it. I'm just asking you. How is he in control? He knows the beginning from the end. Okay. He has your whole life planned out before you even Yeah. Okay. Before you even born. Yeah. So, actually, we don't even have to participate then, do we? We just we can just have popcorn. Okay. Anyway, the authority of the believer. Yeah. All right. What do we need authority for? Keep us in line. What do we need authority for? Okay. Define authority. Anybody? Mom, <laughs> a mom or a dad, someone in charge, someone someone that's watching over you, taking care of you. Okay, uh, I want you to go to Luke chapter ten, verse nineteen. All right, the. Like I said, you will learn if you don't already know. You don't even answer any of my questions. <laughs> you, you know you're probably not going to get it right anyway. <laughs> hey, but if you, if you don't try. <laughs> That's right. But we have to, you know, we have to get on the same page and all that stuff. So, Luke ten nineteen says, I have given you authority. Okay. So one of the reasons we don't just go in and grab a scripture and, you know, put it on our window and, and just claim that scripture, you know, we, we need to know what's before and what's after and what's going on. Amen. And so this is Jesus speaking. He says, I have given you authority to trample on snakes. I bequeath that to somebody else. <laughs> yeah. And uh, no, we, as we study scripture, we realize that when he talks about things like snakes, scorpions, things like that, that he is talking about demonic powers, right? Amen. Okay. So like I said, we want to be on the same page. So he says, I have given you authority to trample on snakes and scorpions and to overcome all the power of the enemy. What is his job? Yeah. What's God's job? Watch over us. Okay. His job is to speak a word to us. And when we hear that word, it gets in our, you know, it goes from our mind to our spirit. And then we start meditating on that word and we say, all right, Holy Spirit, now do that that you have been one of your ministries in our lives that you've been called to do. And, and the, Jesus said that it's what you do. And so we look at it and he says, I have given you authority to trample on snakes and scorpions and to overcome all the power of the enemy. Yeah. And nothing will harm you. Hmm. So he has given us this authority to 
trample on or to, we have the power over the enemy. Number one, I have to know enough about Scripture to find out how many of you really know what Jesus did on Resurrection Sunday? Okay. That, that's a, you know, sometimes when, when I get more acquainted with you all, I will assign you homework. <laughs> of course, we'll have to go through the pastor first, but anyway. What took place on Resurrection Sunday? Very, it's very interesting. Yes. And so we're entering into that season, so we need to... That's just throwing it out there, because I don't know what our pastor's going to preach on Resurrection Sunday. But all I know is that Jesus says, I have given you the authority. All right, let me tell you about authority. Authority is delegated power. Yeah. It's delegated. Amen. He's got the power... And he's sitting at the right hand of the Father, and he says, okay, you're on earth, I'm in heaven, I came down for three and a half years, you will hear stuff over and over again because we keep going back and we build a foundation. And so, you know, he says, I, the three and a half years I was here, you all walked with me, the disciples the disciples designated to be apostles, all of that. He said, they were my disciples. We don't really even know what a disciple is. Most of us, anyway. And so we look at it, and he said, I came here, and for three and a half years, I poured my very being, my very spirit into you all, because I'm going away. Yes. I'm going to be at the right hand of the Father. I'm going to be in the center of authority in heaven. And so I'm leaving you all down here. You're going to establish the church. And so we need to understand the church has a responsibility. It has a duty. Amen. And so we, we come and look at that and he says, I've given you this authority. It's designated. All power over the enemy. Nothing will harm you. On Resurrection Sunday, that, maybe if the pastor lets me preach again sometime, I'll, I'll share with, you know, what went on on Resurrection Sunday. But anyway, then that wasn't, you know, I'm not going to give him a $25 bill and say, you know, what about Sunday, you know, Resurrection Sunday? Anyway, no, that's, that's beside the point. But I want us to understand. He said, I've given you all authority. You have the power, delegated power. Mm-hmm. So we come and we go over to First Peter chapter 5. First Peter 5 and verse 8. He says, be alert. And of sober mind, your enemy, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion, looking for someone to devour. And it says, resist him. I didn't go ahead and add that in, but it just says, standing firm in the faith, because you know that the family of believers throughout the world is undergoing the same kinds of suffering that you are. So... He says, I want you to know what the enemy, I want you to give the, get the inside scoop on what the enemy is doing. He is going about and he is looking for somebody that he 
wants to steal their faith. He wants to get he wants to get you distracted. He wants to go. He's going for your faith. If he can get Amen. your faith, he's got you. Okay? Amen. So we come and we look at that. So delegated power. Now we need to go over to Ephesians six. The armor of God. Finally, be strong in the Lord and in His mighty power. Not your power, not, not longevity that you have of being a Christian, but He said that I want you to be strong in the Lord and in His power. Amen. Because He has all authority. He has delegated that authority. Yes, But He says, I don't want you to get big-headed. I want you to just depend on my mighty power. And then he says, put on the full armor of God so that you can take your stand against the devil's schemes. Mm -hmm. We'll go back to that in a minute. What are we to be doing right now? With everything that is going on, are we to know what is happening in our capital, in our state capital? Are we to be aware of these things? Because let me just give you a clue. It is because in times past, the church had its head in its past. Right. Okay. Buried in the sand. And he said, I want you... And let me tell you what got me excited about this was I was watching the news, local news yesterday, and this pastor from uh, Sheridan Church, he is running to be a senator against Langford. And, I mean, he just, he just, well, you know, you remember that Lieutenant Colonel Flynn that was in the news? You know, he's old news. He's, you know, he come all the way from wherever he lives and he is supporting this pastor. And this pastor, this is what he said. He said, we need, we need God we need his power. We need all these things because Oklahoma and America was founded upon biblical principles. And so I'm, I'm excited. I'm, I'm looking forward to what he's going to do. We need to know what's going on. Okay, so it goes on and it says that uh, put on the full armor of God so you can state your, take your stand against the devil's schemes. He's a schemer. For our struggles are not against flesh and blood. And let me tell you, we wrestle with that every day. At least I do. Yeah. But against the rulers, against the authorities, against the powers of this dark world, against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realm. We have de delegated power to take that. One of the things that you will find out as you search the scripture on Resurrection Sunday was that Father God said, Son, you have a kingdom that will never come to an end. Yes. And he's made us a part of that kingdom. Special invitation. And I love that. Amen. And so he just goes on. And he says that, uh, therefore, put on the full armor of God so that when the days of evil come, I'm still looking for those days to come. They'll, they'll, they'll come someday. No, they're here. they're here. 
you may says that you may be able to stand your ground and have after you have done everything to stand hmm mm -hmm. to stand now I want you to go to Matthew this may go out just as quick as it came in so I don't know I really didn't I got a little small deal there <coughs> Matthew 28 you get there before me, just wait. Matthew 28 and verse 18. Then Jesus came to them and said, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you, and surely I am with you always to the very end. Amen. And I like this, he says, all authority. Why would he say that? Mm -hmm. He said that because back when Adam and Eve was the rulers of the known world, they were in charge, they had the authority, they handed it over to Satan because he just, I mean, the schemes that he did, he just, he just manipulated it and they lost it. Yeah. And so we find out 2,000 years ago, Jesus came to earth to get the authority back. Yes. He has all authority. And, and we really don't have a problem with that. Oh, yeah, we don't. Because when I pray, I, okay, God, you need to do this, and, and I have this need, and I, you know. And, and so that's why I, I have preached in times past on the kingdom. The kingdom is in us. Amen. We are the kings and the priests and all of that, and we need to learn how to carry out and fulfill this delegated authority. Amen. It's so neat. Delegated authority. In other words, it's like a policeman. Now, his authority is no more powerful than the power or the authority behind that. Yeah. We have a greater authority than the policeman or the army or all of that stuff because it, he, he come and he took it back. Yes. Amen. And when he was in the grave, he went down and he disarmed. And we'll get into that in just a little bit. All the, all the ruler, all, all of that stuff. All the devil's army. He is very sharp. He is very, he doesn't do anything half-heartedly. Yes. I mean, he is very intent, intense. And he has a plan, and he wants to carry that out. So we go over to Ephesians. Ephesians 1. Verse 18. I pray that the eyes of your heart may be enlightened. And right now, I want us to just close our eyes and say, Father, that's what we need. We need our spiritual man to come alive. We, we need 
our eyes and our hearts just open to that that's going on. And because it says, you know, that the eyes of our hearts may be enlightened in order that we can know what the hope and Father, this is what I pray for this family, our family right here, is that the eyes of our hearts will be opened. Yes. Holy Spirit, do that work in our lives. And we thank you and we call it done. I pray that the eyes of your heart may be enlightened in order that you may know the hope to which he has called you the riches of His glorious inheritance in His holy people and His incomparable great power for us who believe. Satan was defeated. He has no authority. He has no power over those of us that are born again. Amen. He has none. He, he, he does not control us anymore. The only thing he controls is, and he's doing a good job of that with, with the world out there and, and all the things that are going out there. But he doesn't, he, he doesn't control us anymore. Amen. And so we understand about God, his incomparable riches, his power. It, it's beyond explaining. Amen. This power is the same as the mighty strength he exerted when he raised Christ from the dead and seated him at the right hand in the heavenly realms. Yes. And I like this, verse 22. I, I don't think, no, I, yeah, I included that. Anyway, and God placed all things under his feet and appointed him to be head. Okay, so Jesus is the head of the church. Amen. So, Anything that's going to be done on earth, who's going to accomplish that? Us. We are. Right. Yeah, absolutely. And so it's, it's, it's making me wonder, when are we going to be revived? When, when are we going to get excited? And Lord, I want to see how you use me. I want to hear you to send me and, and to do things that you want me to accomplish in yes. Amen. our lives. Amen. And, and it's exciting to watch every one of us here grow Amen. and to mature in the things of God. Because we understand now that the microphone is not the only place where the power flows. Amen. I mean, That's right. I mean, I'm an example of that. No, I, because I know in who I have believed, and I am persuaded, and I need to, I still struggle with, there is life and death in the power of our tongue. Amen. Right. And because of my personality, I struggle. I, I want to say things because somebody said, you know, I, I, I had forgot how, you know, witless you are with your, your with your words and humor and stuff like that. And and so, you know, I, I, I say things to make a point or make pointless things, you know, seem more important than they really are. So God has gifted me in that area and he's working. He's still working on me. He's working on us. Amen. Yes. And 
we have got to come alive in the things that God wants to do. So I want you to go to Colossians. Colossians 5. This is a Bible drill also. No, I went way too far. It was a test. <laughs> okay. I passed. 2 at verse 15. All right. 2. Colossians 2. Yeah, Colossians 2, verse 15. And having disarmed the powers and authorities, he made a public spectacle of them, triumphanting, triumphanting over them by the cross. Anyway, so I still have to work on verbiage, but anyway. But he made a show of the enemy in open. Because when he went to hell, let me tell you what, he is down there. There were two areas in Abraham's bosom. The, the people that didn't, you know, follow the law or whatever, they were in one part, and the 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 people that were of the faith, they were in the other compartment. And he went down there and he preached to them the gospel of Jesus Christ. Yes, amen. And when he came out of there, he had a cloud of witnesses. Mm -hmm. And And it's interesting that as we look at that, because it talked about that there were people on the day that he died that he was resurrected, that were seen walking yeah. around Jerusalem. True. And, and, you know, and things like that make me want to, you know, search and to find out. I, I, I love studies like that. And there's one thing that was explained to me as I think about that. Do you remember the first, really the first streaker in the New Testament? <laughs> in the Garden of Gethsemane? The guy that had the linen cloth and he fled from the Garden of Gethsemane naked. Yeah. Yeah. People will say, well, that was John Mark. Or I I heard one scholar say, and I use that term lightly because I don't use it towards myself, but he said that uh, that was was the, the Apostle John. And because they were coming to take Jesus, he decided he had to do something very quickly to get them distracted. (laughs) And and these are scholars. These are scholars that come up with that. So anyway, it's very interesting. But the thing I loved about the Garden of Gethsemane when they heard him say, I am he yes. and 600 or 6,000 however many souls there was 600 at least soldiers there was the uh, capital police there from the, the temple and all, you know, all all of that stuff was going on and when he said I am they went down <laughs> that is the power yes. in his words Amen. we have Amen. power Amen. in our words yes <laughs> Praise God. 
but I love it. And having disarmed the powers, that's how I know that he delegated the authority that his father gave him and that he passed that on to the church. Amen. And whatever takes place down here, it is up to us. Yes. And I've heard of homeschooling. I now have heard of home church. I'm tired of home church. Yeah. It is time we get back together with our family yes. because there are things that need to happen in every one of our lives that as God, the Lord Jesus Christ, gave gifts to man that when we're in a setting on a Sunday morning or a Sunday evening or a Wednesday evening, and we worship God and the presence of God yes. shows up and the gifts yes. will flow if Amen. we'll let them. Amen, that's right. We'll, and I don't know who has that gift of healing, but boy, when you feel like and are led to lay hands on me, you better do it because yeah, right. I'm sick and tired of being arthured. Arthritis is my, he, he's not my friend. But he he's, he's stays real close to me, closer than closer. Bella, my granddog. But anyway, that's that's another message. But we we look at this. We have the power. He has designated. He has given us a measure of faith. And that's not saving faith. He has given each one of us a measure of faith to operate in the gifts that he has bestowed upon the church. Yes. And like I said, we have to get over being shy. You know, that I thought, you know, man, there's been a time or two that I just felt kind of like running. Kind of felt. That's very descriptive and very perfect tense. <laughs> Because I didn't do it, but I didn't want people out there in you know in the airways and all that stuff to see this old seventy-five-year-old guy running. I, you know, it it won't hurt anything, but I'm I'm not an actor, and so yeah. But God has more for the church than we know. That's right, and that's why that He's given the church. Apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, and teachers. Yes. So that we can understand and so that we can open up our spirits and we hear a word from heaven and the presence of God is here that we can take that word into our very heart and we can depend on it because God spoke words. That's Amen. communication. Amen. We need to communicate Amen. with words. Positive words. So going back to Ephesians. Well, I thought I had these tabs just laid out perfectly. Okay. Somebody has come and got Ephesians out of my Bible already. <laughs> Far above all rule and authority and power. 
and we look at what's going on in the United States of America, and we think, we don't, we don't stand a chance because there's a stacked deck and we don't have a trump card anymore. <laughs> you, can, you can write that down and, you know. We are powerful. We are powerful. All power, all authority, the power of Jesus Christ has been delegated to us. And it's more awesome than we really know. Amen. As for you, you were dead in transgressions and sins in which you used to live and when you followed the ways of this world and of the ruler of the kingdom of the air, the spirit who is now at work in those who are disobedient. All of us also lived among them at one time, gratifying the cravings of our flesh, following its desires and thoughts. And like the rest, we were by nature deserving wrath. But because of his great love for us. Amen. In my studies, I finally had this pointed out to me and discovered it. What, what does it say, John 3.16? It says, for God so loved yes. the people, no, the, world. the world. The the earth is groaning right now. Amen. That's right. Amen. But he loved us so much that Debbie gave me a paper that really this was a doctor that had studied the crucifixion. God loves us. He loves us. He was fully man. He experienced every pain. Why? Because he wanted us to, on this earth, to be, he's the head where his body, where his mouth, where his feet, where, you know, where to minister life to other people. And I love it. Because of his great love for us, God, who is rich in mercy, made us alive with Christ even when we were dead in transgressions. It is by grace you have been saved. And God raised us up with Christ and seated us with him in the heavenly realms in Christ Jesus. Amen. In order that in the coming ages he might show the incomparable riches of his grace expressed in his kindness to us in Christ Jesus. For it is by grace you have been saved through faith. And this is not from yourselves. It is the gift, the greatest gift that keeps on giving. Yes. It is the gift of God, not by works, so that no one can boast because we are God's handiwork Hallelujah. created in Christ Jesus to do good works which God prepared in advance for us to do. You know, and sometimes I look in the mirror at the handiwork that he has performed on me. Yeah. And I, I'm, I'm 
surprised that he just hasn't slapped me upside the head and say, how dare you talk about, you know, what I, what, how I created you, why I let you have all of those things. It is because I love you, and I don't want you to be like anybody else in the world. It's you and you alone. And every one of us, if you've ever struggled with inferiority complex, you, you kind of know how it is sometimes. But we are God's handiwork created in Christ Jesus. Amen. Wow. Amen. And I will close with this. Go to John. John 14, our new 14 in verse 12, I texted, I, I have a smartphone, it's smarter than I am, it's a smart Alec phone, and so I thought I hit JN period, and it printed up new, new 1412, and he texted me back, what are you talking about here? You're a little deeper than I am. <laughs> anyway, John 14, verse 12. It's for truly, I tell you, whoever believes in me, it's not longevity, it's just whoever believes in me will do the works that I have been doing and they will do even greater things than these because I'm going to the Father Amen. and I'm going to be at the center of authority. Yes. And people are going to look at you and say, you, you have that much power? I went to school with you. I was in grade school or I was in high school or junior high or I served in the armed services with you and I surprised one of my Navy buddies that uh, Debbie found him online and he was in Florida. And I said, what are you doing? He says, I, I'm a contract painter, but I've retired. He says, what are, what are you doing? I said, I'm a pastor. <laughs> there was silence <laughs> for quite a while because we were best friends in the Navy. And anyway, that's not another message. We won't even go there. He forgave me of all of those things. Why? That's just who he is. Mm -hmm. Grace. Yes. Mm -hmm. I, you know, I, I look at, at Paul. And Paul starts out his letters. He starts out grace and peace. He doesn't start with peace first. Because you can't have peace until you have grace. And so he starts his letters. Grace and peace to you all. Yes. Wow. Greater things. And we just have to remind ourselves of the three and a half years he was on earth. He loved, he loved beyond. He loved beyond my faults. He loved beyond my needs. Every person that was created. Their sins have been forgiven. All we have to do is just let them know. Yes. You know, Amen. because they don't have to go to hell. Their sins are forgiven. All they've got to do is by faith lay hold of that. I tell you, whoever believes in me, 
will do the works that I did and even greater things. And it's basically, there's one of the reasons he says, you know, it's expedient I go away so that the Holy Spirit can come because he could only be in one place at a time. Yes. And, yeah, we, we cover ground that's already been covered and uncovered and covered again. But anyway, he loved the world so much yes. that he allowed his son to go through that excruciating that excruciating death on the cross so that you and I could have life and have it to the full. Lord, we, we thank you for that. Lord, we love you. And we come to you and as we're reminded of who you are and what you've done for us, that we say, how can I but help serve you? And to do those things that you did here on earth only in greater, greater measures with more people covering the earth. So use us. Lord, let there be an uprising within the church because you so loved. You so loved. And Holy Spirit, have your way. Have your way in our lives. Remind us. Remind us of our dear Lord and those things that he accomplished for us. Hallelujah. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah.